You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. Happy holidays, everybody. Wow, take three. It took us three takes to start this episode. I just thought I would tell people that. Yeah, our audio is a little... The microphone was so loud. It's still a little bit much, but I'll, I'll just adjust as we go. That's what um, post-production's for. Yeah, but happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. If you're listening on yeah. the 31st. This episode is just kind of out within that two-week period. We thought we would just... Because we did a whole holiday special. We did two holiday specials last year. I thought, let's just combine it. Let's talk about both. Because we were thinking, you know, if you're celebrating Christmas Eve by listening to us, you probably and need. I might. I don't know because this is in the future. Future me might have released this episode actually after Christmas Eve because I might have had a surprise episode. There you go. Maybe. We don't know. Bonus if people, content. Because people in the future. I, what's the future like, everybody? I don't know. I don't know. But this my whole a, thinking is, you know. We're doubling up if we have to because yeah. we want you to be in the real world yeah. over Christmas. Exactly. Don't, you, you still you know. get one ep- at least one episode from us within the two-week break, but take a break. Oh, yeah. Listen Go to relax. us on Boxing yeah. Day. You know, you don't need us while you yeah. open your you li- presents. That's the good thing about podcasts. Listen to it whenever you want. Yeah. But for our radio listeners, listen sucks to, to you. Yeah, sucks for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> happy, New- happy Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, depending upon when you listen. Yeah. Um, but we do have some sort of holiday-themed stuff. Today we're going to play a fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to talk about what was our favorite films of 2019. Kind of a year in review. Year in review. What we didn't like. I, I have some interesting thoughts on 2019 in general because I only have a small list of films for both because my theory on tw- – actually, no, I'm going to save my theory. Save it. Stay tuned for my theory on 2019 movies. Um, so it's still going to be a fun episode. We yeah. thought we would kick things off, though, with a quick wedding update from taylor so let's get into my my programmed beginning thing the opening the cool opening i don't know why i just said programmed beginning thing what is wrong with me anyway here's the opening The wedding had to be fun. You get the decorations, families coming together. That's a nice moment. What'd you have to eat? Crab cakes. Are you kidding me? Crab cakes? How can you not have a good time eating crab cakes? I love them. And They're you have a band? Did you have a band? It's a great band. It's a bad band. It's like pizza, baby. It's good no matter what. There's music in the get air. Them playing, shout and yeah. hey, a little bit. Oh, 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 shout now. Jump up and shout now. It's now time for a Taylor and Dan wedding update. Here's Taylor. So we met with a caterer. Mm-hmm. We've booked her in. Yeah. I can tell you we're going to be having pulled pork, barbecue chicken, a uh, baked potato station where the guests oh get to God. build their own potato. This sounds amazing. Yeah. What is this? Mac- uh, macaroni and cheese. Oh. Broccoli salad. Um uh, like cowboy cal- caviar, so kind of like a, a corn and bean salad. Oh, very cool. Um, biscuits uh, for dessert, apple crisp, and uh, butter tarts. Fitting the time. Like you pick things that are really good in the fall. 
Like these are all like pulled pork sandwiches. That's why you hire caterers. Yeah, like professionals. It it really fits in with like what I'm craving in the fall. Like Mm -hmm. that's what people like. Comfort food. Comfort food. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, I went to Ottawa. Um, Why I missed the Star Wars episode because I was actually. I guess no. I wasn't. No, you just didn't want to do it. I think it was be- no. It was because I was meeting with the caterer. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, that's why. Um, because I was meeting with the caterer, I missed that um episode. But I was in Ottawa one past weekend recently to meet with a dressmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and she um kind of did the preliminary design for the dress, and it looks exactly how I imagined it. It's even more beautiful than your mind's eye. So everything's coming together. That's great. It's coming together quite a bit faster, like I said, than than I thought. But you were saying that you think that you're going to get a lot of stuff done now and then leading up to it, it might be a little bit less. Yeah, like once we're getting all the big things out of the way and then we can kind of relax. I was just really anxious that if we didn't scoop scoop in and lock in our vendors. Yes. we would kind of miss our opportunity. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you would. I it's mean, competitive, places are like already you were now saying. places are already now booking for 2021. Ridiculous. Yeah, I can't so, believe that. Yeah, that's why wow. we're being a little proactive, but we're excited. That's great. That's fantastic. Great food choices. Sounds fantastic. And I'm hungry. Just yeah, thinking absolutely. About it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. I'm gonna go home after this and eat. Um, so we thought we'd kind of kick things off a little bit lighter this episode. Um, yeah. You've got a fun game. So you want to explain this to us? It's a Christmas Would You Rather. So, okay. um, most. Whoa! Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Chair difficulty. <clears throat> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll edit that out. Um, no, nah, we're going to keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> most people know Would You Rathers. Sometimes they can be a little naughty, but typically a Would You Rather is you're presented with two options, and very quickly you have to decide. Yeah, um, no, keep going. Very quickly, you have to decide between what it is you would choose between those two. And normally, you don't yeah. get a lot of time to think. You just you pick one. So um, we'll just go through the game yeah. and um, pick um, what would we rather. And these are all Christmas So these are more, this is more wholesome game. Yes, I chose a mu- okay. much more because I think what, uh, traditional would you rather is involve alcohol maybe. And, yeah, and this is not that type yeah. of show. So anyways, <laughs> anyways yeah. um, Christmas would you rather. Would you rather have to loudly sing the chorus of Jingle Bells every time you walk into a room for a week or have to wear a Santa suit to work every day for a week? Hmm. Probably the Santa suit because even though – like that's just more annoying for you than other people. Like you don't really bother – like sitting in a Santa suit, you're not really bothering anybody. But you could bother someone by constantly having to sing that every time you walk into a room. And, you, and depending upon what you do for a job, you might move around quite a bit. Could you imagine if you were in a hospital? Yeah, like I, I feel like a Santa suit. But a Santa suit, like, I don't know. I feel like people look at you in a Santa suit and like, oh, that's like great. Like it reminds You're me of the festive. festive season. Yeah, like I, I would choose this Santa suit for sure. Me too. And then and then you just be known as the person who wore a Santa suit for a week. And everyone not that would bad. be like, whatever. Yeah, there's just a little odd, but not as weird as the person who walked into a room and sang Jingle Bells every single yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Would you rather make presents for your family instead of buying them or make ornaments for your Christmas tree instead of buying them? Mm. I would make the ornaments. Probably, yeah, it'd be easier. Yeah, because there's having to think for every single family member and then it would be a lot more time consuming in my opinion. And I think, I think again, I always go to like, I have no problem with the, the quote unquote commercialization of Christmas because like to me, giving a gift to someone is not about 
receiving one in return or how much money you spend. It's like, oh, I think you'll like this thing. That's how I've always gifted. So to me, I would rather not have a restriction. I'd rather just be able to go out and yeah, find like, gifts. And like, then for a tree, yeah, make ornaments, make it special. You could do a family activity with that. everything that my family would want or no. need, right? No. Like, so. And I have like two nieces and two nephews. I'd rather just buy them a cool toy that they actually yeah like they they actually enjoy i don't care like build i can't even think of what you would make like a three-year-old yeah what would you make a (laughs) three-year-old i guess you could like sew a toy yeah yeah um would you rather not celebrate christmas this year or not celebrate your birthday oh birthday absolutely i am i i don't really care that much about my birthday and it's never really been anything aside from like one or two times where i've done something special or there was a surprise thing planned for me once i've never really done big birthday stuff but christmas mm-hmm. is like you can include like everybody if you really want to you can because even like the holidays and there's a lot of different religions celebrate a lot of different things around this time frame so i feel like there's just more you can do with the holiday spirit than with your birthday i would also skip my birthday only because christmas uh, my family doesn't live in the city so Mm. often christmas is one of those one of those big opportunities to go home and see them yeah i agree so if i was to skip christmas that would be skipping like out of the three big things i do to go home yeah so yeah it would i would skip my birthday yeah would you rather have frosty the snowman for a friend or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Frosty's hmm. kind of annoying. Yeah, like you could like you could like hop on Rudolph's back and like fly around, yeah. you know? Like and then you would like <laughs> hang out in the North Pole and like have elves. Yeah, and Frosty like would melt like in this climate. The way like especially like I'm thinking where we live in Kingston, like it was cold last night and then like hot today. Yeah. He'd be dead. But Frosty <laughs> like at the end of Frosty Snowman moves to the North Pole. Oh, does pole. he? Yeah, that's oh. the whole like and then he'll Oh, I thought he becomes melt. a puddle and everyone cries. Uh, they, I think they're able to like. Oh, collect. there's more to the movie from that. Yeah, I think they, I, like, I, oh, I don't. He remember starts to this. melt. Okay. She like the little girl like goes on a train with him to the North Pole. She's like, oh, and then she what? almost <laughs> freezes on the train. Oh, doesn't he take her into a um, greenhouse? Greenhouse, and then he melts. Yeah, but he doesn't melt all the way. She's and, able to. Oh, really? yeah. There's like a lot happens in that. Wow, movie. I don't remember this movie. Anyways, at all. Rudolph yeah, all the way. I think Rudolph. You could ride him. Like that's great. Would you rather have mistletoe hanging in your bedroom doorway or have a large decorated Christmas tree in your bedroom doorway? <laughs> if there was a Wait, tree in your okay. doorway, you couldn't get in. Yeah. Like, what's so what's the deal? So, mistletoe, you just have to kiss someone every yeah. time you walk under But it? not many people walk into your bed. I mean, no. I don't know. No, the not many people walk, who walk in into my bedroom. My bedroom are Dan. <laughs> yeah, no, not many people walk into my bedroom. So I don't think that would be a problem. Yeah, the tree, how would you get around it? Yeah, so definitely mistletoe. Yeah, mistletoe is like at least inconvenient. Like the inconvenience of, I guess, kissing someone, sure. But like that's a small price to pay for being able to, to actually be fair, access. These would you rather's are for like elementary school kids. So I can imagine like the elementary school yeah, kissing. Yeah. Oh no, I would much rather have to just kiss someone who walks oh, through my yeah. bedroom door than have to like get around a Christmas tree. I'm just thinking you wouldn't even, yeah, it would just block your way. This one's good. Would you rather have Christmas tree tinsel for hair or have fingernails that light up like Christmas lights? Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, I don't want either of those. If you could control the light up, then definitely fingernails. Can you control the light up or not? Because if you can't, tinsel hair. If you can, (laughs) fingernails. Because tinsel hair, like whatever, it's annoying. It's weird. And it's weird, but like it's not lighting up. 
Yeah. But again, the sun would reflect off tinsel any light. Oh, You're see, this blind is tough. People. I don't know. I'm yeah, going with the fingernails. You can't control light. Like, you can't the... control how it reflects. Yeah. I'm going with fingernails because my thinking is that, like, it's not always lighting up. Yeah. Would you rather be at home on Christmas and get lots of presents or go to Disneyland for Christmas but not get any presents? Probably Disneyland. Yeah, if I was younger, I would say I would much rather have presents because you could get a variety of things. But now that I'm older, like one big trip. Yeah, I'd rather if someone was like, okay, your your Christmas present is a big trip. I would be totally yeah, I'd be like six. And and actually, I would love to go to Disneyland. Like that would be. I've never been. Neither have I. And I now that they have the Star Wars stuff there, I would. I think I would love Disneyland. Yeah. Um, would you rather eat your cereal with eggnog instead of milk or eat a candy cane sandwich? I hate eggnog. Yeah, I would do the candy cane so sandwich. I think I'd do, but that would be so gross. That would be I'm disgusting. I'm thinking like white Wonder Bread Ugh, with like just with candy, candy canes cane? in the middle. <laughs> yeah, like is so you, like you gonna melt? Are you gonna toast the sandwich? Like, can we put in the? Can we melt the? Because at least if you melt the candy cane, you don't get the crunch. Like, you'd still get the weird taste, but, like, at least it'd be over quicker, I think. I don't know. I'm definitely – I'm not an eggnog person, and I'm not even, like, like, a like huge eggnog. cereal person. So I'm the candy cane girl. I went out for eggnog with some people to um, – I can't remember what restaurant it was in Kingston, actually. But – and it was, like, decent eggnog, but that was, like, the best eggnog, apparently. And I was still like, meh. I'm just not into it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Would you rather live in a giant gingerbread house – or ride on the Polar Express. Hmm. Probably. I mean, how, I like trains. How often can I ride on the Polar Express? That's my question. Yeah. If you're living in the gingerbread house forever, that, gets that, soggy. Would, that would get soggy. But, you know, one trip on the Polar Express, is that really worth it? Like, I would want to take more. I've never seen all of the Polar Bear Express. Where do they go? The North Pole. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd go on the Polar Bear Express. Polar. Polar Express. <laughs> Not Polar Bear. The Polar, polar Bear Express. You're just on a Polar bears. Bear and it just runs. <laughs> that, that is there my, you go. That's Absolutely. my pick. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I'll skip the fruitcake one. Um, would you rather have a nose that glows red like Rudolph or have pointy ears like an elf? I'd say pointy ears. Yeah, I'm going to go for pointy ears just because after Lord of the Rings, it became kind of cool. Yeah. Would you rather um, – would you rather receive socks for Christmas or receive a dictionary? Socks. Dictionary. I just oh. played a very um, competitive game of Scrabble recently, and I could have used a dictionary to challenge some words that were brought you just up look by it up my on your opponent. Phone? Yeah, it's not fun. Fair enough. You gotta have a dictionary, right? Go old school. Like I, we had one of those Scrabble tables that spins. Oh. So like you kind of can spin it around like it's on mm. like a little turntable thing. It was a it was a competitive competitive Scrabble match, and I think a dictionary would be very helpful. Some I there's special Scrabble dictionaries. There there are yes, I would like one of those. Would you rather have a job wrapping presents at the mall or have a job taking pictures of children sitting on Santa's lap? Oh, wrapping presents any day of the week. Yeah, all the kids crying. Oh yeah, like and I I think like I don't know I think you can. There's lots of things you can learn, techniques with kids for that type of thing. But wrapping presents, you just sit there. You do, and I'm terrible at wrapping presents, but I would learn. Yeah, me. Yeah, me. You know, too. you're gonna get better the more you do. Would you rather Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Again, when I was younger, Christmas Day. But now that I'm older, 
I feel like Christmas Eve's kind of fun because you can do something. Like you, I feel like there's some more magic in yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve is fun, the anticipation. And then the day when you're kids, like, yeah, it's about opening presents, you get all the and it's fun. But I don't know, now that I, again, now that I'm older, Christmas Day is just like, ah, I'm just kind of getting through it to get the Boxing Day to watch the World Junior Hockey Championship. <laughs> like, that's really, like, Christmas Day is, like, fine and a good dinner, but, like, whatever. I'm kind of torn, but I'm going to side with Christmas Eve. Because I also feel like there's less pressure. Like, Christmas Day, you're running around. Yes, family. you're doing a lot of stuff. Christmas Eve is just more about having fun and celebrating. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Would you rather be one of Santa's elves or one of Santa's reindeer? Reindeer, 100%. Really? I, yeah. I would elf, I think. Reindeer, you get to fly. Yeah. And you get carrots. But it's cold and wind is but a thing. And they have, like, fur. You get carrots. But, like, as an elf, you create the toys. You live in, like, a gun, gumdrop forest. They're like, kind of like slaves. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're comp- Hey, I'm sure they're compensated. I'm not going <laughs> to – I don't want to get into the politics of elves here. But I'm sure they're compensated for their work. And also, Santa lets them live there. Yeah. You know, that you're living amongst Room and board. Yeah, room and board. <laughs> I'm sure. That I'm, I think they get paid more than room and board, but like whatever. But I, I don't know. I think I'd rather be an elf. Would you rather spend a day watching Christmas videos or spend a day Christmas shopping at the mall? Oh, Christmas videos. I think, yeah, that's kind of a no-brainer. But, I mean, I like shop. I've, I was telling people, like, I actually enjoy Christmas shopping. And I like being at busy malls, and that doesn't bother me. But there's nothing at all that beats Christmas movies yeah. just around that time of year. Like just sitting down and just being able to like spend an afternoon watching Christmas movies, nothing beats it. Would you rather gingerbread or sugar cookies? Gingerbread. Sugar cookies for me. Would you rather turkey or ham? Turkey. Turkey for me. And would you rather real Christmas tree or fake? Real. I think the smell for me is still something I, I need to enjoy my Christmas. I'm a real Christmas tree girl. I grew up with Christmas trees, and it was yeah. only once my sister and I went to university that my parents got fake trees. Um, but I don't know. There's something about the real. It just is the real deal. Boy, do you have to water that thing, though. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't believe it, how much you have to water a real tree. I have, like, this is my, in my apartment, this is the first time I've had a Christmas tree for a very long time. And wow I mean, my apartment's really warm that's part of the issue but i have to water that thing like every day i forgot for like four days but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's I still too, alive yeah. it's still it's still kicking yeah so yeah so that was our holiday that was fun others. yeah that's good I, I like that very i think a good way to kind of kick off the festive. holidays yeah festive we like to be topical um so now we'll we'll kind of move forward to our our review of the year are We're we gonna, gonna recommend holiday movies sure well, um, do that now if you've got some. I mean, they're very similar probably to the list I had last year. And you brought up some this year that I think yeah. you thought were good. Klaus yeah. is on my list because I just yeah. watched that. Arthur Christmas is on Netflix still if you haven't seen that one. Um, I don't have a lot of new additions, probably none. Um, uh, listeners know I'm not a huge Christmas movie fan. No. It's just not my jam. But there's still movies that I like to watch every year. Gremlins being one of them, yeah. a, a little horror yeah. Christmas movie. Um, Klaus is a new addition that was really great. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, obviously like the 1960s sort of stop motion. Jack Frost um, from the same company. That was like I think 1974, also stop motion. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also, I'm pretty sure, responsible for Santa Claus is coming to yeah, town. Yeah, Rankin Bass. Yeah. Is, yeah, the company. Yeah, those you can't go wrong with any of them. They had like a little drummer boy one yep. that we watched a little bit growing up. Um, the Santa Claus with uh, uh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Yep, that's a good one. Um, there's, t- I think there might be. I think there's three, three of them. Of them. Yeah. Really, the first the one yeah. is the best. Absolutely. Um, of course, a Christmas story. 
um, a Red Ryder BB gun. You'll shoot your eye out. If you haven't seen that movie, it's I don't classic. know where. It used you, to be on like TBS. TBS. Like they would do 24, 24 hours. 24 hours of that movie. Yeah. Um, the Grinch, but the original one, I actually don't like the Jim Carrey one. Yeah. Um, and Home Alone. So those are my classic holiday movies. I did want to give a shout out to I'd wa- Eyes Wide Shut only because when I was doing a little bit of research for this episode, kind of going through holiday lists to see what I wanted included, someone included Eyes Wide Shut on their holiday list. I guess the Why? movie, I've seen, this is Stanley Kubrick's last film with um, uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Um, I've seen it. I guess it takes place at Christmas oh, okay. time, but like it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not, not like as far as I remember, it's about like a weird sex cult. Um, so I don't, yeah, that's, but odd. I think it takes place. You know what? The opening scene might take place at a work Christmas party. Okay. Now that I'm yeah, thinking okay. of it. So like the scene yeah. is definitely like, it's Christmas time in yeah. New York. Because, I mean, there's still, you know, there's Die Hard and there's movies that are, like, are set at Christmas that kind of have that still as, like, the, yeah. the tone to kind of kick things off. But it, if people are also looking for – I always associate Christmas with, like, real big movies because often, like, big Franchise ones. Franchise movies. Yeah. Um, but also Murder on the Orient Express. Does the that new, take place at Christmas time? Y- no, but it's it's it a good Christmas a, a good movie to watch movie to, during the holidays. Yeah, watch around the holidays. Same with the Jumanji movies. I really enjoyed the the new one they did a couple years ago, and they just opened another one. Yeah, I was gonna say there was a new one. Yeah, I'm gonna see it over the break. And like again, those are like just good. Like if you just want to watch something over the holidays, those are also really good ones. And again, I'm for Christmas movies. I'm always partial to Christmas with the Cranks. Um, Fred Claus is pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, Santa Claus, which you brought up, is is good. Um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jingle, Jingle All the, the way. way. That's also very fun. So yeah, there's, I think there's lots of kind of cool uh, Christmas movies out there. Yeah. Okay, now we're gonna get to our recap of the 2019, meat, which so, will be timely if you're listening on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah, because um, we're gonna kind of talk about our best and worst of the year and talk about some things. But I want to start out with an overall statement. Okay. 2019 for me, was a was a year of kind of meh movies. Yeah. Like, mediocre. Lunch bag letdown. Yeah. T- I, 2018 had a lot of middle ground movies for me is what I wrote down when I was trying to make it. Whereas, because even my worst list, it's like, it's not like they're bad. It's just was either a disappointment or there was something in there that was kind of meh. Or movies like we've been reviewing recently where there's these great aspects to it, but then there's all these negatives. Like it was so yeah. middle ground for me this whole year that it was really hard for me to make a list of best and worst. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at your list. You only have four on your best list. I picked sort of ten that to me stood out or mm. movies that kind of uh, I really enjoyed and left a mark. Um, and then I included my biggest letdowns, and I have four on my biggest letdown list. But I'm not going to lie. It was difficult yeah. to come up with, yeah. you know. And to me, I wouldn't even say that um, my year in review, these ten, these aren't necessarily, like, the best. Yeah. These were just the ones that I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed and that yeah. more or less l- left a mark. Whereas yeah. there's lots of movies that we watched this year that, you know, we're not going to remember six months And that's kind of where I did with my list. The reason why there's only four, I'm not saying these are, like, the four best movies of the year, but they're more like, they like, exactly, they left a mark. I remember enjoying them. They were entertaining. This will be completely different than my thoughts on what should win Best Picture. Yeah, because, this you list. Know, this is not that. It's, it's more enjoyment level. I should wrote make a note saying that because I haven't seen 
a lot of the Oscar contenders. Yes. They won't come to the screening no. room until January, February, no. and even into March. Um, and we'll do, like, I want to do another Oscars preview show, yeah. and we'll recap it. Like, we will do lots around that. So my favorite movie of 2019 likely will change, depending yeah. on the films that I end I up agree. seeing yeah. um, over Christmas break and into the new year. Maybe they won't, but um, this, is sen- this is essentially from, you know, uh, up until this moment, yeah. these are the movies. Well, so do you want? Let's start with you then. Do you want to give us your ten that you yeah. really enjoyed from 2019? And then I would recommend that everyone go out and watch. Yeah, Knives, let's do all the positives first. Yeah, Knives Out. Okay, which I reviewed only a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, great kind of what do they call those like sleeper flicks where yeah. you didn't. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. Rocket Man, which um, who knew? Like the year feels so short and so long. Like. I feel like I saw Rocket Man like last Rocket Man year. Feels like it was part of last year's movies because but it's not. of yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. But it's this year. Um, yeah. So Rocket Man is on my list. Parasite, of course. Yep. Um, even if it's not your type of movie, I would recommend seeing it so you can be a part of that award season discourse. Good Boys, which I saw. Oh yes, um, yeah. At the um, drive-in over this summer. I still need to see that. Um, I recommend it. A, it's just a really fun movie, but I know. Our viewers get on our cases for not reviewing comedies. Tell Hollywood to make better comedies, but Good Boys was a really great comedy, and I recommend watching it. Yesterday, um, that movie where the guy gets hit by a bus and wakes up, and no one in the world knows who the Beatles are. (laughs) Another great comedy, but a British comedy, so not... um, Definitely, there's no gross-out humor or anything. It's just kind of a very nice, feel-good story. Um, the White Crow, which is one of those you got on my case last year about including movies from the previous year. So this, depending on what website you're referring to, this movie is considered either 2018 or 2019, okay, so you depending on yeah. when it was released to okay. certain markets. This is the movie about the Soviet Union ballet dancer right. yes. who. Um, uh, it's about kind of the course of his life and how he defects to Paris. Um, Ralph Fiennes randomly was in this movie and um, I think directed it, which was just, and he speaks Russian in this movie. I really enjoyed it. It was definitely one of those movies that flew under the radar and that I think it was only at the screening room a couple weeks. Yeah. But um, I thought it was a really beautiful film. Um, the Farewell. Yes. Um, beautiful, yeah. beautiful movie. Um, great comedy drama. It really touched me. Um, I've also included uh, the Ted Bundy tapes. Yes, yeah, the documentary. The the documentary documentary on Netflix, the Jocko series, because I think it's like maybe three or four episodes, and each episode was about an hour. There were some actually great documentaries this year. Yes. Fantastic Um, documentaries. So a shout-out to the Ted Bundy tapes. A a shout-out also to Zac Efron's Terribly Wicked, Extremely Vile, whatever, only because that movie did, in my opinion, make an impact. Was it a great movie? Not really, Next. but um, I think if you're going to watch, it. our initial review was that if you watch the ten B- Ted Bundy tapes, maybe watch both, watch, yeah. watch both kind yeah. of in tandem. Yeah. I also wanted to include Lorena, which is another docu-series that was on Amazon Prime. Um, it was about the woman who in the 90s cut off her husband's mm. manhood, and it was essentially about um, the media circus that surrounded it, but also the events that led her to do that crime. Um, I thought... It probably isn't as balanced as a documentary as some people would like because right. it definitely takes her side. Um, but I thought it was a very interesting documentary. And then the last film um, that I included was The Mustang. Again, this movie, 
when I was looking at all the all the films that had come out in 2019, I had even forgotten that I saw this movie. Mm, but it definitely Mustang, yeah. um, was a very interesting film to me. I thought it was very beautiful. I ended up buying the DVD and um, sent it to my mom for her birthday. Um, so I think it's well worth a watch. And just to jog everyone's memory, it's about the film of a um, inmate in an American um, prison where he partakes in a rehabilitation program um, that breaks wild Mustangs. So a very real story, a very grounded mm. story. Um, I think it um, brings up a lot of interesting issues. Obviously, I'm biased because I have a big interest in corrections, but I thought it was a very um, – just like a very real human story. Yeah, yeah. Um, so worth um, a little bit different than some of the blockbusters yeah, like that have been coming out. Yeah. So those are the my top 10 um, movies that are worth watching in 2019. Yeah, and I think that well, you know what's interesting about your list is you, you kind of do, like we're talking about, you come from that personal place of like these had impacts for you. Mm-hmm. You're not saying they're necessarily the best movies, but you really enjoy them, the ones that stick out and they resonate with you for throughout the year, which I think – is kind of my problem is I couldn't name yeah you couldn't that remember did that. no I couldn't and that's to me that's bad that's not good for because even I was even thinking like the most recent movies that we've been reviewing mm-hmm. um, the Tom Hanks uh, won't you be, won't my, you neighbor? be my neighbor uh, had a lot of great things but again every film seems to have these flaws of like the directing is weird or the writing was odd or the it had these weird moments that it's I think it's just not always well executed. No, no. And and the four movies I picked were were the only ones that I thought like were t- were pretty tight and I mean everything has flaws, but like were were four tight movies that I just sort of enjoyed. Right. Um so like my four were obviously Avengers Endgame because it ends the whole Marvel trilogy and I think it was without doubt the the best superhero movie of that genre. Spider-Man Homecoming the lighthouse and ad astra so ad astra is a movie that like i think a lot of people like some people liked and some people didn't and it was a little long but i just enjoyed it like it was a it, with, to me it was uh, a brad, brad pitt. pitt yeah to me not it was just, to be confused with the robert pattison space movie no they're different um so the rob pattison space movie his performance was incredible in that what's movie. that one called uh, um called not life something with life in it I don't remember the name of it. Okay. But the point – but see, this, this is, is the, the Brad point. Pitt one. <laughs> this is the point that I'm, I'm kind of bringing up in 2019. All these movies just meld together for me as yeah. like kind of middle ground, mediocre to okay. And every time there's like, oh, well, this actor was fan- phenomenal here, but everything else was bad. Mm-hmm. Or this um, – you know, the, the direction of this was really good. The writing was so cool, but everything else was terrible. Like I just don't think there was a lot of complete movies right. like I had in previous years where I'm like, this is my favorite movie. I really you love it. You have to see this. Yes. I haven't had as much of those. But again, we'll see. We're not done yet, and there's, there's lots of really lots great to movies come coming over out. the yeah. holidays, right? I'm really, really excited and looking forward to Jojo Rabbit um, and a couple other movies that we kind of talked about. Um, in our previous episode from the Golden Globe nominations, like as nominations come out, that also gives me some direction of where I want to start. Okay, I want to make sure I see these movies before the award ceremonies. Um, before I get into my still to see, so before I get mm. into my most sort of anticipated, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about my, my biggest letdowns. Yes. But I do have a couple of honorable mentions. So um, Annabelle Comes Home, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that movie. I think it was fun good kind of throwaway horror movie not even a throwaway horror movie but definitely one of those fun horror movies to see with friends Detective Pikachu Mm. I watched just like a couple weeks ago it was actually quite Um, enjoyable Dan and I rented the DVD from um, Classic Video nice and 
really good. Yeah, like, I was yeah, like I enjoyed that movie. Really, um, I was really invested in the story. Yeah. Like I'm like, what is gonna happen to this cute Pikachu? Yeah. So, anyways, um, that's one of my um, uh, honorable mentions. And seeing Manhunter on the big screen at uh, uh, the screening room mm. was a really great experience in 2019. And I'm gonna plug some of the future programming that the screening room is gonna have um, happening in the winter. So stay tuned to that um, at the end of the episode because I just want to remind people that even though the screening room gets a lot of great new film, they also have wonderful programming that reintroduces or maybe introduces people for the first time to classic film, kind of landmark film. Definitely. Um, and seeing Manhunter was really cool. And it's not often that you get to see these sort of classic or iconic film yeah. on the big screen. Yeah. You know, I wasn't alive in 1987. So being able to see it um, was really cool. So anyways, um, oh, let's get down to my biggest letdown. Yeah, what were your letdowns? So these aren't necessarily like the worst movies. And a lot of critics actually really liked these movies. Yeah. But to me, these were movies that... To me, just were kind of like wah wah. So the lighthouse, even though you included the lighthouse on it. your, yeah. My problem was just I felt it was so slow. Yes, it, it definitely moves at a bit of a slower pace. Yeah. I was really excited for this movie because it's by the director of The Witch. I loved The Witch when it came out maybe like three years ago, um, and I was really anticipating his follow up. Um, I think the the cinematography, the editing, all beautiful. It's a beautiful film to watch, yeah. but the story didn't do it for me. Hmm. The Joker, <laughs> yeah, huge letdown. Um, cinematography, beautiful. Joaquin Phoenix, beautiful, amazing actor. But again, the story, like the story, just, just did there. not do yeah, it for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is the that's the major theme for my four biggest letdowns is that the story just for me did not work. Yeah. So my third, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. First three too. fourths of the movie great yeah i honestly like i think that our, they, it's like we've said it's like two hours and 40 minutes two hours of the movie is great and the 40 last 40 is not. garbage yeah um and so that's that's why it's a letdown for me and then midsummer yes um yeah it it shouldn't come as a surprise i shouldn't i shouldn't have been let down by this movie considering how much i hated hereditary yeah and the things i hated about hereditary were even more prominent in midsummer um, but still, you know, because it had so much buzz, yes. because it was that like sophomore follow up to yes. Hereditary, I did have high hopes and it definitely was disappointing. Yeah. Um, but of course, lots of people are going to not agree with this no, list. No, that's the thing. Those are, um, a lot of those are critically acclaimed films. But they just the did not work for me. Yeah. And honestly, it was story. The yeah. story did not yeah. work. So what were your your worst? Well, like my worst again again probably more just letdowns I guess, but also some of the but like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I was a letdown because the last forty minutes to me are just Garbage. unforgivable, just so bad. Even though I really I was really enjoying the movie up until that point, and it just ruined it. Um, so Hobbs and Shaw was just nonsense. Kind of a fast and a furious. Yeah, kind of just like why does this exist? Men in Black International was a huge disappointment because they could have like this is men in black is one of those series that had a really good first movie but almost every sequel has not worked even though the concept should work should work for multiple movies it's a fun it's a fun thing terrible movie NIV internationally it's like people didn't try uh midway which we all know my feelings (laughs) on midway being just just there for a single purpose dark phoenix was probably the worst superhero movie i've ever seen or up there it just 
terrible, terrible movie. It was awful. It was an X-Men movie. Didn't even make a splash, eh? No, it wasn't even on people's radar. It was the last X-Men movie for a cast that we've been with for four movies, and it's very disappointing. And then uh, for Tyler Vance, I got to throw out her smell. Uh, her smell <laughs> is a piece of garbage. There you go. Just let that, let that. Honestly, lie. I'm now just saying it. And for here, Tyler. and here, you can edit in <laughs> that horrible noise that was through the first third of the movie. That, like, it had that weird, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, background. Yeah, yeah. You I'll, can edit hopefully, that I'll in. remember to yeah. edit in some background during this her smell talk yeah. because this is what it's like to to like watch this movie. Um, and honestly, like, I'm probably now I'm just playing up how much I hate it for Tyler. But, like, I'm just going to bring up every time I can. It was the worst movie of 2019. Her smell is garbage. Yeah, definitely not an enjoyable. Um, but I, I also wanted to throw up, like, I was really surprised by Toy Story 4. You liked it. I liked it. And, it, and it's not, like, the best movie or, like, in my top ten. But it, it's a movie that I thought was going to be very bad. And I didn't know where they could go with this. But they did a really really good job and it was it was yeah it was a surprise (laughs) or forky forky it just surprised me it just shocked me like how are they going to do anything with this and they made another really enjoyable movie that once again wrapped up uh, a a missing piece that i didn't even know was a missing piece to this franchise and they knocked it out of the park so yeah toy story 4 i just want to throw that out there um i thought it was a great a great movie great um and you said your worst day so yeah. some of my still to see. So these are the movies that yeah, to g- me are this. kind of yeah. hotly anticipated. Yeah. 1917. Yes. That World I'm War really One movie. For that it movie. looks phenomenal. You know what's done in the same style as Birdman, where it looks like one shot. I didn't know that. It, was it? Is that is that like a fact? Like yeah, it's it a was fact. shot it, it, in one it was, shot. Well, sort of. So just like Birdman, it looks like it's shot in one oh, shot. There okay. are cuts, but you can't see them. But it is one – the whole movie is essentially one shot. So it's almost happening in, like, real time. Which makes it really fascinating to me, especially for, like, this type of movie. I think it could work really well. Because it's taking over – it takes place over, like, a day. A day. And I think it's the journey of these two trying to basically deliver a message. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it looks phenomenal. Um, Jojo Rabbit. Yes. I mean, that that should probably be on everyone's to-watch list. I do want to see Harriet. Mm -hmm. Um, This movie – from what you know, you'll remember this movie from our headline where um, Julia Roberts, Julia was, Roberts was supposed to be Harriet. So um, I'm interested to see it. It looks interesting. I'm interested to see if it's going to be um, award baity or if it's just going to be kind of let it be its own thing. Do you know what I mean? How- yeah, well, kind of like um, I keep doing that. Kind of like that movie. That was about Martin Luther King. I think it was called Selma. Yeah. Where the movie was okay, but because of the content, it was award baity in a way. Yeah. But then people, it was kind of actually passed over, and then people kept making fun of it. And it, it was actually one of those Oscar so white triggers. Yeah. But I will say the movie was not that good. Like I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of Selma. I like the. What was the other one that had Martin Luther? I can't remember. There's another movie that had Martin Luther King that was part of the plot, and I thought that was done a lot better. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of Selma. So we'll see um, about Harriet, you know, because is it going to be sort of a true-to-life portrayal of her life? Or be- 
I'm always suspicious of when these historical epics come out right before awards yes. season. Yes. And it's like, are they doing it just for those prestige awards? You know, we're throwing them that. Like the the Judy movie, the Judy Garland movie that yeah. kind of like just happened. And yeah. no one, like, it's just because Renee Zellweger and they're trying to get yeah. her an Oscar. Like, it, it, is the movie good? Is It's the yeah. most important thing. Is so the story rich? Is interested. Like, yeah. I'm also interested in Uncut Gems with um, uh, Billy Madison. What's his name? Oh, Adam Sandler. Adam yes, Sandler. I've heard a lot about this movie. So this is going to be, it's like a drama comedy, yeah. but like more heavy, from what I understand, more heavy on drama, uh, on the yeah. drama, like when he did Punch Drunk Love. Yes. Um, and he's getting buzz for his acting. Yeah, I've heard. Um, and he's gone on record, Joe, in a typical Adam Sandler style saying, you know, if I don't get an Oscar this time around, I'm on purpose going to make a horrible movie next because he does have kind of a track record of you know knocking it out of the park and then doing some weird stuff so um i like him as a comedian and i've seen him do more dramatic portrayals and think that there there's something there so uncut gems looks pretty interesting i am interested in seeing little woman yep um i'm interested in seeing the two popes Mm -hmm. um and i'm also interested in seeing a hidden life which was a terrence life a terrence malick movie and i don't know maybe you can google this real quick i don't know if it's already come out it might have been one of those movies where it came out early in the year and kind of went under the radar um or it's it's still pending so maybe you can google it real quick um it's recently been in the headlines um because December 13th oh it came out on my birthday so it was recently made headlines because terrence malick and i think um he did a private screening at the Vatican, and apparently he does very few sort of public um, huh. screenings. So I'm just – and I believe that the the person that they're portraying in the film is on his way to becoming a saint, which is why um, probably um, the connection with the Vatican. So, you know, uh, obviously I have personal reasons for being um, interested in this film. Terrence Malick is considered a, a, a fairly um, prominent director. His yeah. films are kind of, you know – art housey um but for those um who, who aren't aware the film is about an austrian blessed which means um he's that's the first step to becoming a catholic saint okay um franz jagerstatter he's a conscientious objector who refuses to fight for the nazis in world war ii interesting okay so um and it's called the hidden life so it had a little bit of buzz early in the year that's why i wasn't sure if it had already come out but um it looks like it came out um, three hours long yeah it's another three hour <laughs> movie so maybe you know <laughs> hopefully it comes to netflix yeah, and you can yeah, watch it yeah. in two sessions but i am looking forward to that as well it's interesting because yeah all the movies you've named are ones that are going to get oscar buzz like that's the yes. thing is like december movies come out in december because they they want to be part of the awards season but we often see them in january february so it's going to be a very interesting month leading up because a lot of those movies i i'm fascinated to see as well because i i've already heard some awards buzz around them so i i think that it's going to be a really interesting couple months we might see the best movies of of 2019 in the next month or so oh no question so another thing that I'm looking forward to in the new year, shifting gears just a little bit, is that the screening room will be running another one of their Cinematica series. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they decide. I, I, I should ask the next time I'm in the theater um, and talk to the manager. I don't know how they excite, decide sort of on theme slash length because sometimes 
this series will only be a couple movies over the course of a couple weeks, but this series is actually really long. Like I think it's up to like 10 movies or more. And it's classic art house with Jonas uh, films. Am I saying Jonas mm. right? It's, yes, I they're think so. connected Jonas, to yeah. they're connected to the Criterion Collection. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, this is sort of a film preservation um, house. Would you agree with me? Yeah, and I would I, say yeah. That's yeah, pretty, um, yeah, and they've been connected with Criterion Collection for a long time, and Criterion Collection also is sort of a a publishing house that collects what they consider sort of Mm. um, iconic or um, sort of benchmark films. So um, it's a whole list, and I was really impressed by the variety as well as the the amount. And this is going to be in the winter series. Lists uh, Some of the movies that I recognize and have seen and I would recommend are Shock Corridor. Mm. That movie is from, I think, 52. It's, um, It's from the 50s. Ivan's Childhood is um, a Soviet classic. Beautiful, beautiful cinematography. Look out for the scene um, in the Birch Tree Forest um, in Modern Times with Charlie Chaplin. Mm. So it's really going to – that's only three, like I said. I think oh, it's a whole it's, series. It's a whole series. Yeah. I think there's like 10-plus films. Definitely a variety. Like the only unifying theme is that it's all coming out of essentially this this like film preservation group. Um and that it's considered art house, um, whatever art house means. Yeah, yeah. Um, To me, that's just movies that I <laughs> typically no, watch. And, and I think that that's kind of the cool thing about the series is that you get to see these movies that you wouldn't necessarily yeah. ha- otherwise have a chance to see. Like, I saw a lot of these films. Shock Corridor, I believe, is in public domain. So I think that's how I was able to just find, like, yeah, just find it on it YouTube. Yeah. But to be able to see it, obviously, sort of on the big screen. I saw Ivan's, Ivan's Childhood because I borrowed a DVD from a film professor i had and i saw modern times in a film class although that one would be in um in a public domain as well so it's again like me saying about manhunter this is a great opportunity for our listeners to see classic sort of um benchmark film the way it was intended to be seen on the big screen it's great it's great when movies go into public domain and you're able to get kind of a, a crappy sure. version to see the film, but to be able to see Shock Corridor, like a good... It's different when you're in the... It's not just the the way it looks on the screen. It's the atmosphere of going to the theater. It's it's When you're at home, you can pause and be distracted and do other things, And it, but, but when you shut things down, that's how film is usually supposed to be seen. You get into the world in, in a much stronger way. So I hope that you get to get out to Cinematica in the winter season and see at least one film, but see as many as you can because um, this is a great opportunity. And when these movies um, end up on Criterion Collection, even though I really love the work they do, their DVDs tend to be $30, $40 because um, so much goes into that version of the film and they they get – you know, they do re- uh, reviews and they get interviews. So even if you were to kind of buy, like if you were to buy Ivan's Child on your own, um, it would maybe be cheaper to see it in theaters. Yeah. So um, that's why go out. To go out make sure it. you're yeah. seeing the sc- You're going to the screening room this winter. They have some really great programming coming up. That's perfect. Yeah, and it's great. It's great to see them continuing that those series because again, it's they're it's very such, interesting. So interesting. It's great to see new films, different types of films in this area. Um, and yeah, if you can go to the screening room this winter, it's a great way to spread a winter. Like why yeah. not? So go see some interesting Especially, films. You know, yeah. Kingston winters aren't very nice, so you might Honestly, as well be January at the movie to the end of March. There is just nothing. 
to do. Like it's I, I find either it until, ice or slush. Yeah, and it doesn't, and it's just it's terrible weather. It's not really until April where you kind of get the sun back. Yes, it rains a lot, but you kind of start get that spring feeling in April. Yeah, um, and I, I don't know. I just winter just. Even though it's been mild so far, it just just drags on and becomes awful. I, I'm so go to the movies. Yeah, go to the movies. It's a great way to, to <laughs> go spend see some, some time. Movies. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> there right. you go. There you go. Well, there you go. That's our recap of 2019. The year in review. And honestly, that's that's just my feeling of of the movie so far. It's been meh, middle ground, a little underwhelming, lots of disappointments. But hey, there's a couple gems in there, and I think we're gonna see a bunch. I'm really looking forward to awards season what we can do with it we gotta we gotta do another oscars thing and have a pool we have to do another pool and see if i get as if i perform as poorly as i did last you were pretty much in last i think you were right right at the bottom and uh you'd think you'd think that i would be better at this but uh my streak of winning ended i mean i i i had said like i got together with friends at least three years in a row and i won every single year i just can't think like an old white man and I think that's I can <laughs> because I'm <laughs> on my way. Inch, you're inching your I'm way inching there. I'm inching my way there, <laughs> so I absolutely can think like yeah. an old white man. It's actually really easy for me. But that's the thing. Like I think I get their formula, and I think I know what they look for. Yeah. But last year, I I did not perform up to. There was a lot of great of our entries. Like we had five or six people who all performed very well. Had no. lots of uh, great selections. So I always look forward to that party. Um, anything else that you're kind of just we just have a few minutes left but uh, anything else that you're looking forward to in in 2020 and hopes for what we'll do with the show I know people keep asking us to do more uh, (laughs) themed episodes I don't know if we have a plan for 2020 for that but yeah I mean you know me I'm always my favorite part is the audience interaction so like we always say make sure you write into the show. Make sure you contact us on social media. And we will do another Oscars pool because we had a lot, like had like twenty five something entries into that, and that's great. Like we yeah. will do that again and try to get people to in, in engage with us that way. Um, you know, maybe we'll do something this year where we'll we'll bring up fun choices again we'll only use people's first names but we'll say what people picked for things and how off they were and we'll talk about that that way and it gets on gets people more involved and but yeah i i'm definitely i think the awards season is going to be fun i'm I'm always looking forward to the awards doing special episodes and And i'm just kind of looking forward to catching up a little bit you know what i mean like catching up on those movies that either slipped by that i didn't get a chance to see um yeah yeah there you go i think that's that's well, let's wrap things up right there, and we'll just say uh, we hope everyone had a great Christmas and a good holiday season, um, and we just want to wish everybody a, a happy new year as we wrap up 2019. It's over. It's done. We're going into 2020, awards season for the next few months. High hopes. High hopes. And then High hopes summer, for cinema. <laughs> summer blockbusters again, and maybe we'll see how many more Joker rumors happen in 2020. Oh, gosh. We, just, we don't know. We, we, we have shall no idea. see. But there you go. Thank you once again for listening, and we hope that you have uh, a good New Year's and, and happy 2020. Go see some movies. <laughs>